Good morning. It is November 3rd, Friday, rolling in hot. Um, we're kind of gearing up for next week. Kyle and I's first visit to use Car Week. So we're going to have yeah. Steve Greenfield on the show today to talk about it. Because he is a used Car Week veteran. Professional. Professional. This is this is actually, this is just a completely selfish, like, what are we getting ourselves into? <laughs> yeah, right. We're like, let's, let's try not to. How do we not embarrass ourselves? Actually, I don't know if anyone could advise us well on that because it's bound to happen. We're going to embarrass ourselves at some point. But, but Used Car Week is an event that we've been hearing about. And every year we're like, hey, we have to go to Used Car Week next, next year. Yep. And this yep. is the year it finally happened. Basically, we said that last year about SEMA too. And we didn't make it this year. Didn't and, make it. And now we still got time for CES potentially. So That's true. Yeah. That, when is that? Oh, wait, no. Wait, did we just miss CES or SEMA? Oh. Now I'm getting No, we met. SEMA's going on right now. No. We're missing SEMA. Yeah. It's over. Go. CES is in January, so we got options. We got options. Man, we got options. I don't know. I don't know. But either way, uh, we're getting ready to be wheels up next week. But we have Steve Greenfield on the show. Nathan, bring Steve in. I don't know where he's going to be. Where there the, he is. Where in the world is there. Steve Greenfield? Steve, I, I saw know. him down there. He was in the green room side. He was like, these guys, they don't even know what's <laughs> going on. I'm reconsidering my He's decision. like, if they read my weekly email, I tell you what. We do. We do, actually. Yeah, yeah. We do. We do. Well, I'm in, I'm in a rental car, in a Hertz rental car at Midway Airport in the parking garage. Here I am. In Midway. You have okay, really good. Wait, start with that because you, you're all over the you're all over the country, sometimes in a rental car, sometimes in an Uber. Like, what's the anecdotal evidence on the rental industry right now? Especially in Chicago. Uh, yeah, lo lots of EVs, lots of EVs. Although, although, I don't know if you saw the news this week, earlier this week, right. Hertz has said that they're going to, not the commitment of 100,000 Teslas, they're, they're going to uh, pull back on that now. One, because prices are so volatile. I mean, they're sitting with a lot of cars that are worth a lot less because of these price discounts. Sure. Yep. But I'll, I'll, I'll also just repair costs, apparently. So, when, they, when they do have repairs... It takes a long time to get Tesla repairs. Because initially, when I remember the story like six months ago, Kyle and I were talking about it, they were like, hey, our, our maintenance costs are way down because of the EVs. This yep. is going to be great. Stock goes up, right? But now it's like, oh, but if there's a repair, ah, kind of flips it. Because yes. we, were, we were trying to figure that out. We're like, wait, didn't they just say that it was cheaper? But, you know, repairs. I guess that's the thing. I mean, yeah, yeah. Regular maintenance. What, what do you have to do? You change tires once in a while. There's no oil changes. Wiper or blades. But yeah, I mean, if, if you do get in a you know a bumper crash or something, these things take a long time apparently to fix. Yep. Well, there yeah. you go. Well, they know they have one Imagine renter. That. They have one renter in you, Steve. You are definitely a Used Car Week veteran. Why do you like the event? Like, what's the unique proposition of Used Car Week versus some of the other events out there? Ah, so you have to go back in history, actually, because, you know, I, I spent 10 years in Mannheim. So I was in the remarketing world very, mm -hmm. very deep. And we used to have like two weeks in a row where we were basically parked in Las Vegas with three different conferences. So the history <laughs> is Used Car Week is actually an amalgamation of like three conferences that converged like a decade ago. or No something. way. So huh. instead of being in Vegas now three, two weeks in a row, uh, you're actually, you know, very efficiently in and out in like three days. In Phoenix. In Phoenix. Yeah. Okay. So, what were the original? Yeah. What were the original three, oh, two or three things? Oh, uh, now, now you're gonna make me remember this. Yeah. <laughs> well, w w w one was remarketing. One was like a, a finance-related conference, and I think one might have been like a, a repossession. Inflate Someone's gonna call me out on this. Inflatable sure, gorilla but, suit I maintenance. Exactly. Conference. Exactly. They, were, they, were, they, were, they were all roughly like used car related, but they they realized they were greatly inconveniencing all these people. 
and uh, stretching the audience over two weeks. So they, I mean, I, th- I think it's worked well. You'll, you'll find when you guys are there, you know, next week, there's a lot of people that show up for this conference. Yeah, no, I think like looking at the attendee list, which is something that they post, which is a little bit different than a lot of other conferences. Sure. Like, yes, you see some dealers, but there's actually a high level of interest across like financing and remarketing and and used car operators that are more like national level used car operators or shippers or, or things like that. It, it's like a much more broad industry partner. Look, most of these events outside of maybe NADA, you you really are narrow in the type of industry partners, but this is way more broad. And I'm guessing yeah, that's because of the it, content. And it's awesome, dude. I can tell you this, like as you get closer to transportation conferences and then at the far end uh, repo conferences, the number of piercings and tattoos <laughs> per square inch of body coming. goes up great. So, I mean, depending on which room you're in there and who you're meeting with, I mean, it's, there's some wild and crazy characters. You know what? I, I hear I hear a Sodu audience expansion is what I hear. There yes, you go. I, I, I think right in. Right. We're actually going to be exactly at a conference with flat bills where everybody's going to be like, that's normal. No, they're not even going to think about it. We're like, dude, we need some tattoos quick. <laughs> you guys will need tattoos to fit in here. Easy, yep, exactly. easy. So um, we're going into the week. What are the, what are the one, two topics that you think are going to be top of mind? Uh, or the top of the conversation, what are we going to walk away from, you know, hearing throughout the halls? Well, I, I think, I mean, it's, 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 you know, it's almost passe now, but you know, EVs are a, a big thing. And in this world that you guys are going into next week, it's more about these residual values, right? So Hertz is a good example, but there's a lot of fleets out there that have EVs and with all the price cuts that Tesla's done, it's really disrupted. I mean, if, if you're sitting on, 100,000 EVs right now and prices drop by five or $10,000 retail. Oh, I mean, no, it's, it's a real, real problem. Man. And then, you know, the flip side of that is like, if you, if you, if you're like, you know, uh, basically originating, you know, vehicles into a fleet and you're trying to forecast what an EV is going to be worth in three years. Well, good luck awesome. right now yeah. because of the volatility and, and, and without being have some certainty around what that residual value is going to be in, in three years. I mean, you, you can't, so, so a, a lot of these guys are like, we don't want to put EVs into fleet. You're, you're, you're hearing a lot of dealers in the used car departments won't even take EVs on trade-in because they don't want to take the risk. Well, one is how do you price them? And then yeah, the flip yeah, side you is appraise like, it you want- and then you hold it for 15 days. All of a sudden the price changed $7,000 and now you're holding the bag. Yeah. This is a big, a big issue, a, a big issue. And, and you need a really stable and healthy ecosystem of used vehicles in order for like new cars either into fleets like Hertz or even for a consumer to say, look, I don't want to buy a Tesla right now because it, it could be worth a lot less tomorrow the day after I buy it. So that, that, that's a big challenge right now. And like all, all the stuff we talked about repair as well, handling these things and, you know, getting them charged is definitely a, a challenge. But I think the biggest thing could be just like residual values, used car prices on EVs. Okay. So EVs, definitely. It's, it, you know, maybe it seems passe, but look, everyone's talking about it. What's another topic? I think the other, the other thing is like, look, a, a lot of the auction participants are going to be here, right? All the big auctions, all the, 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 the online only auctions, and they're sweating a little bit because, you know, we had this three, these three years where there was a depression in new car sales and, you know, two or three years down the road, all those new cars become used cars. And yep. so if, if I'm a dealer, if I, you know, if I'm a v- very big retailer, if I'm a Carvana or, or CarMax, I'm sitting here saying, huh, my forecasting models mean that, you know, a couple of years from now, there's going to be a shortage of good, low mile, 
good quality, lightly used vehicles. Mm -hmm. And the auctions aren't, aren't going to have the volume to sell. So we're going to see this interesting dynamic. Again, back to, to residual values. How do you forecast what a used vehicle is going to be worth when we know there's going to be a shortage, there's going to be more demand than supply, which will support used car prices. But if you look at, you know, Manheim used vehicle value index, which gives you an idea of like what used values are selling for, used cars are selling for, it's been very, very high. How long is that going to last and how volatile is that going to be? So well, because we haven't company, even seen, we haven't even seen, you know, we, we've been, the used car market has been high because there's not new car inventory, but we, we still have yet to see the part, the, the part of the play where the used car value remains high because there's no used cars. Right in inventory right. and then as it swings right. right new car glut after that and then it goes round and round it's it's this massive yeah it's a massive thing and i i didn't even think about the impact of the auctions like the impacts of of just their revenue because less less going through it and then these large retailers rely on the auction still like we hear a lot of dealer de dealers saying i want to get out of auction i want to go you know direct to consumer and it's a lot different proposition buying 50 60 used cars off the street yeah. than it is hundreds of thousands of used cars to go across the country. Um, and and, and then, then, then we get a topic three. So to get ahead of Paul's question. So top, <laughs> topic three, topic three is related to that. So think about this. So yes, CarMax, for example, wants to be independent of auctions and be able to get all their cars through trades. Right. Well, or, or buying cars off the street. But what we know just happened is everyone who bought a car for the last three years paid more than MSRP. And when those consumers come back in to trade in their car, they're going to be shocked and be like, what do you mean? It's now worth like 15 grand less than I thought it was worth mm -hmm. because we're going to get back to regular depreciation on these cars. Mm -hmm. These cars are going to be so far underwater, meaning that consumers are going to owe so much more than the car is actually worth that there's no way you can like roll all that negative equity into a, a, a vehicle right. purchase. No one's buying that. So they're going to be stuck. They're going to be stuck. They'll be like, I'm going to have to own this car a lot longer and just burn off all that negative equity by just holding on to it, which means I think we're going to see many fewer in an environment where dealers are going to be craving these like three-year-old vehicles. Consumers just aren't going to be able to bring them back into the market because there's going to be so much negative equity. I had a is, situation. Is it, Go ahead. Well, is that the, I, I and my, like the devil's advocate on that, and I haven't seen the reports on like the water to loan, right? Like how much water is in consumer loans right now? Uh, I, that's a big question that I have because you still saw, you know, 50 to 60% of new retails getting trade-ins. And so those trade-ins would have been high in that timeline too. Like, are we, are we actually going to experience the high water on loans where consumers aren't going to get out of them or is the gap much closer? Um, I, I, I don't, I haven't seen any concrete evidence to that. And maybe you have, that's why I'm asking the question. I, I, I haven't, but you guys are going to be like the feet on the street next week. I would try to like burrow into that question. If you can find some people right. to comment on that, that's a big potential problem in the industry and it needs to get exposed one way or the other. I, yeah. I have an anecdotally, um, I have an executive from New York City called me. Uh, we were actually filming the, the fourth episode of More Than Cars. We were Mohawk Chevrolet and I got a phone call and he was saying, hey, because all of a sudden I'm, I'm his car guy. I know about cars, right? So he's right, like, right, here's right. what I have. I want to get into a Bronco. I was like, perfect timing. I'm at a dealership. Let me see what your car's worth. And, it, and he was in an Equinox. So gave, you know, went back and forth, found out what he owed on it. And he had the means, right? But still, he was probably five grand backwards. He owned the car for two years. And 
even he was like, nah, you know, I, I think I'll just stay in it for now. Wow. Right. And that, and that was somebody yep. who had the means to do it. Just sideline him immediately. Immediate. No, he was out of the conversation as soon as he found the value. And I explained why it was like that. Cause he was also confused. Right. Oh, I know things were high, but I don't think people realize what that actually means is that, Oh, things were high. Well, you paid this and the residual values changed. It's, it's a major difference. I mean, we're talking well, about yeah, like yeah, a 20, yeah. a 28 or a $30,000 Equinox. And he was $5,000 apart from where he thought he was. Yeah. And when you see these studies that show like, you know, half of Americans have less than $500 cash in the bank account, they, right. they just have no, 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 no means to like buy their way out of the, the hole. Yeah. And, and there, I, we didn't cover the story, but there's definitely like the savings. The headline was something like all of that savings we, we gathered during the pandemic is now gone. Basically was they the burned it off. They burned it off. Yeah. yeah. It's no longer. Bought all our the NFTs. Consumer just keeps, keeps spending, keeps yeah. spending. You know, credit card rates are going up and we're, we're just like the, the U.S. consumer is continuing to spend. It is a thing. Wow. <laughs> hey, real quick, before we go, give us the give us a little insight into what Navicon yes. looks like, uh, because you got yeah, a whole day yeah. where you kind of are moderating a little portion of this event. Like what what can people look forward to uh, through the day that day? Besides Kyle trying to yes. make them cry. Right, that that little I know, portion exactly, too. Yeah, we're gonna get Kyle up on stage as a judge, Shark Tank style. So that'll be pretty awesome. So um, no, th th Thursday all day, you'll see me up on stage. You know, I've got the CEO of of Car Gurus kicking us off, Jason Trevison, followed by then car, car dealership guy. Uh, although you know, I've tried to convince him to get up on stage with some kind of like mask on, but uh, he's gonna be zooming in. But uh, the, uh, we're gonna take open questions from the audience. So if you've been wanting to ask car dealership guy questions we will be taking questions live <laughs> and putting them on, on the spot to ask question which is super cool and then you know um we've got we've got a few of our portfolio companies up on stage getting interviewed from uh by chase frazier at frazier mccombs capital and he is uh he's interviewing them um and then uh, we're gonna get kyle up on stage and put him in a seat and have five five minute pitches he's used to this he's been through this a few times before and Love kyle it. can pepper pepper them with questions and then ultimately score these guys at the end and they'll take away the Navicon cup and we'll award that right after lunch. Which is so cool. Uh, how, who makes the Navicon cup every year? There's a guy up in Detroit um, who welds these things for Perfect. me and we, we've gotten him a lot of business. So you, you got to see this. Hopefully we can, you know, uh, put, put that image up on, yes. on the screen here for everyone to see. But yeah, I mean, you got to see this guy. He's truly talented. He's a welder. He does the work himself. And as a result, we've got him a lot of extra work. But um, I, I can definitely, if anybody wants, you, you can you can uh, message me. Happy to put in contact with this guy. Great guy. And uh, so he does cool. great it's work. It's a work of art. Every year I'm like, who makes these things? And now we know. Now we yep. know. All right. Well, there you go. There's an episode for your Friday. Thank you, Steve, so much for joining us. We can't wait to hang out with you next week and cause a little trouble. Maybe in the meantime, we'll get some earrings, some tattoos, and uh, try to hang out with the repo guys. Talk to you next week. Good forward, guys. See you there.